This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. It is Saturday morning. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., we are most honored to welcome a principal leader and a tireless champion for the great cause of liberty, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson is a best-selling author, the former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, a 2016 Republican presidential candidate, and the former director of pediatric neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. He's also the recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor in the land. In 2021, Dr. Ben Carson founded the American Cornerstone Institute with a mission that reads, guided by our cornerstones of faith, liberty, community, and life, we will strengthen the bonds that hold our country together by promoting conservative common sense solutions to the acing our society. Indeed, at America's Roundtable, we realize that America's future is brighter when we have principal leaders like Dr. Ben Carson working tirelessly to advance our shared values and principles. And on this positive note, we once again welcome Dr. Ben Carson to America's Roundtable. A very good morning to you, sir. Welcome, Dr. Carson. Good morning. It's so nice to be with you once again. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Carson. In your book, Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America, to be released on May 17, you use your own personal experiences, along with the writings and experiences of others from multiple backgrounds and demographics, to analyze the current state of race relations in America. And from the book review, I quote, but rather than appreciating the gift of diversity, some have chosen to use it to drive wedges between groups of people. Some of these external characteristics are associated with the past moral failing of slavery. Though slavery in America formally ended in the 1860s, the vestiges of that evil institution are still with us today. And those vestiges often inflict guilt on some and facilitate feelings of victimhood in others. Uh, Dr. Carson, you suggest ways to enhance and bring great success to our nation and all multi-ethnic societies by magnifying America's incredible strengths instead of her historical weaknesses. Uh, Dr. Carson, could you kindly share about your personal experiences and your vision of America where all are created equal and equally protected by the rule of law? Well, you know, we have a choice we can look back on our, our failings, things like slavery, and we can say we're horrible people. Or we can put it in perspective. You know, the fact of the matter is slavery has been a part of civilization since written history. There's no place that really seems to escape it. 
So that doesn't make us unique because we had slavery. What probably does make us unique is that we had so many people who were opposed to it that we were willing to fight a civil war and lose a large portion of our population to get rid of such an evil influence. But we have to recognize that we have made enormous progress in this country. There are those who would have you believe that we're systemically racist, we're evil, that no minority can possibly succeed in this country. Uh, what a bunch of garbage. When I was a kid, I can distinctly remember we would be watching television and a black person would come on who was not in a servile role. It was a big deal. You called everybody, every, hey, come and see this, this is great, you know? And now, just in my lifetime, you have black admirals and generals and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and presidents of universities, including Ivy Leagues. We've had president of the United States, a vice president of the United States. I mean, to say that we have not made progress is absolutely absurd. doesn't mean that we don't need to make more progress, but uh, it's really quite outstanding to, to, to go from you know, what I saw as a child to where I am now just in my lifetime. You know, we need to expand on those successes and we need to look at the things that have opened the doors and we need to open the doors even wider. But uh, even more importantly than that, we need to recognize that we as human beings are made in the image of God. He was kind enough to give us some variety. You know, can you imagine if everybody looked just like you? Can you imagine what it would be like? It would be so boring. <laughs> we should be grateful that God was uh, loving enough to give us variety. And we don't have to make that into a problem. And, and what makes a person who they are? Is it the color of their skin, the texture of their hair, the shape of their nose? No, it's their brain. You know, as a brain surgeon, I can tell you, the brains, they all look alike. And, and all the parts are in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would certainly encourage our engaged listeners in the Midwest and the South to get online and pre-order your copy of Dr. Ben Carson's new book, Created Equal. Uh, you can pre-order the book through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other platforms, and it will be released on May 17th, so just less than a month away. Dr. Carson, in September 2021, just weeks after the chaotic and disastrous withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan, which cost the lives of U.S. servicemen and women, The Economist magazine, based out of London, featured a piece titled, Is a America in decline. And the peace states, I quote, still reeling from the withdrawal in Afghanistan, America is battling political polarization and social division at home. It further states, when China is growing in strength, many have begun to ask, is America in decline, unquote. I recall reading the challenging statement by Ronald Reagan delivered on January 5, 1967, when he took the oath of office to become California's governor. And he said, I quote, freedom is a fragile thing, and it's never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by way of inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it only comes once to a people. And those in world history would have known freedom and then lost it, have never known it again, unquote. 
Dr. Carson, are Americans to be held responsible for being enamored by entertainment and other distractions and parochial pursuits and absolving their rightful roles as guardians of the Constitution and defending our freedoms, which is foundational to America's future? And how can these disturbing trends be reversed? What are the practical steps? Well, unfortunately, we have taken our eye off the ball in terms of what are the things that made us into a great nation. America didn't go from a bunch of ragtag militiamen to the pinnacle of the world on record time by coincidence. It was because there were certain principles, guiding principles that we adhered to. And that's what American Cornerstone is about. You know, those cornerstones are our faith. You know, we had faith in God. And those Judeo-Christian values guided a lot of our behavior. It taught us, for instance, to love your neighbor, not to hate your neighbor, not to cancel your neighbor if they don't agree with you. You know, those are evil tendencies. And it was very different from that. And then another guiding principle was liberty, freedom. It's a reason that so many people came to this country. They wanted to be able to live the lives that they envisioned for themselves and their families, use their entrepreneurship, use their innovation, and it would benefit them, their families, and their community, and their nation. And it did. It worked incredibly well. And that's why we became so successful so quickly. And then the whole concept of community, so important, being able to work together, people from diverse backgrounds, people with different talents and skills. And that's the way this country started out. There were little communities, sometimes only 20 families or 50 or 100 families, different skills, different abilities, working together. You know, if uh, Mr. Johnson fell out of the tree and broke his leg at harvest time, everybody else harvested his crops. If somebody got killed, everybody else took care of their families. That sense of community gave us enormous strength. You know, now we have people who are trying to divide our communities on the basis of race, income, age, gender, religion, political affiliation, you name it, trying to divide us. And that, of course, weakens us as a nation. So we must learn how to identify the dividers and the haters and not succumb to their enticements. And then life, our respect for life, from the womb to the tomb, making sure that we respect something that we can't give. We can't give life. Only God can give life. But we can preserve it and we can enhance it by the way that we do things. And, and when we begin to, to, to act in, in that way again and adhere to those kinds of principles, uh, there is no trajectory except upward for us. But when we depart from those things, you can see what has happened to us. And when we allow the media and Hollywood and pop cult to tell us who we are, rather than those principles that guided us to the pinnacle of the world, we would definitely suffer the consequences. So we are in decline, but it doesn't mean that we have reached bottom. We have not. We have a long way to go to get to the bottom. And I hope we can just reverse that trend right now, recognize that we, the American people, are not each other's enemies, and we don't have to succumb to those 
who want us to believe that we are. And Dr. Carson, uh, the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution is under assault. Our five freedoms which are protected by the First Amendment, freedom of speech, religion, press, peaceful assembly, and the right to petition the government, have been gradually eroded. And the examples abound. Uh, we are witnessing biased reporting by corporate media and social media networks, big tech censorship and shadow banning a majority of our fellow Americans who are in favor of the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law principles, thus eliminating the freedom of speech to America's majority. At the same time, the big tech allows the opposing views, including vile anti-Semitic social media posts. Then in discriminatory lockdowns, of churches during COVID, while, for example, casinos and retail outlets were opened. Uh, Dr. Carson, what is your advice to our fellow Americans? How can they advance the First Amendment as our founding fathers envisioned it? Well, first, you need to recognize that freedom of speech is under attack. Uh, some people say, well, if the government doesn't restrict your speech, then we still have freedom of speech. But if big tech and the media restrict your speech with the compliance of the government, it is exactly the same effect. So don't be fooled, you know, by the distractions. Our speech is definitely being limited right now. And each one of us has a responsibility to stand up and to fight for freedom. There are too many people, quite frankly, who rather stand in the corner with their head down and hope nobody calls them a nasty name. You can't be free if you're a coward. As our national anthem says, the land of the free and the home of the brave. You have to be the home of the brave if you're going to be the land of the free. You have to be willing to stand up for those things that are important to you. And we need to recognize that the government is not the protector of your freedoms. Governments do what governments do all governments. Our founders studied every government that existed as they were trying to put together our country. And it became clear to them that all governments grow, infiltrate, and dominate. That's what they do. Just like a, a lion. You know, lions aren't bad animals, but what do they do? They kill all their animals and they eat them. That's because they're lions. It's not because they're bad. And that's what governments do. And that's why they work so hard to give us a constitution to control the natural tendencies of governments to dominate and to control. But the people must understand what their rights are. And they must understand how to use that tremendous instrument they gave us called the U.S. Constitution to keep the government under control. Dr. Carson, you've been an ardent supporter of reading based on your own experiences, visiting the library as a young lad and perusing through a great many books and having to provide book reports to your mother. And what we have found out today is that half of U.S. adults can't even read a book written at the eighth grade level as reported by the OEC the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And according to the American Medical Association, medical information for the public should be written at no higher than an eighth grade reading level. And in Forbes magazine in 2020, the magazine published a piece titled, Why Kids Know Even Less About History Now and Why It Matters. And I quote, Scores in history and geography have declined from five years ago. Those in civics are flat. 
Only 15% of 8th graders scored proficient or above in U.S. history, along with about a quarter in civics and geography, unquote. Dr. Carson, rather than lamenting these figures and statistics, you are leading the way in this important arena. And can you explain to us your vision and what is being accomplished through the efforts at American Cornerstone Institute with its Little Patriots program? It's so important that we recognize what is happening on the educational front. You know, when Alexis de Tocqueville came to America in 1831 to study our nation, one of the things he looked at was our educational system. And he was blown away by how even a mountain man that he could find out in the forest could read and could tell him about the Constitution and about the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and we've moved further and further away from that. And if you don't know your history, then you don't know your identity. And if you don't know your identity, then you don't have a basis for your beliefs. And you become very easy to manipulate. That's exactly what's happening in our country right now. You'll notice that when ISIS goes into a place and captures it, first thing they do, destroy all the monuments, destroy the, the libraries, the documents. Uh, rob the people of their history so that you can begin to indoctrinate them. That's what it's all about, indoctrination of our young people. That's what critical race theory, 1619 program, all these things change the history, give them something else. You know, we've known this for centuries. You know, the Bible in Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. But even our enemies knew that. You know, Vladimir Lenin, Marxist indeed, said, give me your children to teach for four years and the seed that I sow will never be uprooted. So we need to take advantage of it too. And that's what the Little Patriots program is and of American Cornerstone. It's a free, and I emphasize that word, free online program underwritten by very generous Americans to teach our young people our history, not just the good things, but the bad things too, but put them all in perspective so that you come out feeling proud of our nation and knowing how our nation got started, why it got started, what were our principles, why it is so important to stay involved yourself and how we should be incredibly grateful that we are a part of a nation like this and do everything we can to strengthen it. That's what we need to be teaching our children. That's a, that's a wonderful initiative. And you mentioned the word uh, indoctrination. And I just wanted to share with you that uh, if you look for the word indoctrination through the Google search engine, the prime example of definition that comes up is the following, and I quote, in Jim's efforts to indoctrinate his children to his way of thinking, he homeschooled them to avoid outside ideas. <laughs> so that's the definition of indoctrination by the Google search 
if you look at it, what the average person does. So there are about 3.7 million homeschool students in 2020 to 2021 in grades K to 12 in the United States, and homeschooling spiked during the pandemic. So now the big tech continues to condition us for not only on what we're supposed to know and what we are supposed to see, but also how we're supposed to think and how should we form our opinions. Uh, Dr. Carson, how do we counter this trend, such as indoctrination by Google's search engine and other big tech? Well, it's, it's a matter of disseminating the information to people, just like you just did in that soundbite. That, was, uh, that kind of information, I think, is important to people. And uh, that's exactly what we do at American Cornerstone, disseminate information so that people have tools and shields against the constant barrage of indoctrination and falsehood that uh, surrounds us every day. I would encourage people to work with their children, go to littlepatriotslearning.com, get involved with the program, go over it with your children. It's compatible with iPad and iPhone, so you can take it with you when you're in the car. And uh, be learning about the foundational principles of our nation. And I can't emphasize how important it is because the United States of America is a pivotal nation when it comes to freedom throughout the world. Before the United States became a major world power, there were these despotic leaders all over the world who just trampled on anybody who was weaker than they were and uh, killed and raped and pillaged. And when we became the dominant power in the world, a lot of that stopped because of the example that we provided and also because of the influence and the military might that we had. We used it for good. As we've started to deteriorate, you can see those despotic leaders starting to rise up again. Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping in China and others. And the world will definitely react to the kind of leadership that is provided, just like our nation. You know, we've seen definitively that the kind of leadership that we have plays a big role in the quality of life that our people have. So elections have consequences. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is each one of us has a responsibility. We need to understand who we're voting for. Don't just listen to television. Don't just listen to your favorite station. Do some research. Find out who those people are. Because most people, they just go in the voting booth and they look for a name that looks familiar. Oh, yeah, I know that one. It could be Satan. I know that name. In some cases, it is. That doesn't work. <laughs> you can, there's a reason that God gave us these very sophisticated brains. Absolutely. And on your note that you mentioned about leadership in America, Dr. Carson, this past week, the Wall Street Journal's editorial board wrote a piece titled Backlash Against Biden's Limits on Charter Schools. And the Wall Street Journal writes, and I quote, no president has been more hostile to charter schools than Joe Biden and his Department of Education is proving it with proposed rules that undermine the federal charter schools program. The assault is triggering a bipartisan political 
political backlash, unquote. And this past week, a group of 18 governors, including Mississippi Governor Reeves and the governor from Ohio, are urging President Biden to hold off on making sweeping changes to rules that could limit funding to new and existing charter schools. Dr. Carson, what are your thoughts about this development to undermine school choice and deny growth of charter schools? And what should state legislators, elected officials in Washington, D.C., and most importantly, parents do about this? I applaud those parents, those parent groups and those uh, elected officials who are fighting back against this, because clearly, if you want to fundamentally control and change a society, you do that through indoctrinating the students. You can do that best in a school system that you control. If you don't control homeschools, you don't control charter schools, then you don't want homeschools. <laughs> you don't want charter schools. You want something that you can control and dominate. That's right. And that's exactly what's going on. And that's why I applaud those who are fighting it. They understand what's going on. And uh, as long as people know what's going on, they can put all these actions into perspective, and that will help them to decide what to do in their own households. Let us briefly touch on the current state of the U.S. economy. Uh, the U.S. annual inflation rate accelerated to 8.5% in March of 2022, the highest level in over 40 years. The gas prices spiked, wages are not keeping up with inflation, and money can buy less goods. So the standard of living of an ordinary, decent, and hardworking American is falling. On top of that, U.S. national debt surpassed $30 trillion, which is over $91,000 per citizen and $242,000 per taxpayer. A baby born in America today inherits $91,000 debt. U.S. budget deficit surpassed $2.3 trillion. Uh, Dr. Carson, what are your thoughts and potential remedies for this state of the U.S. economy? Uh, well, that's, that's an easy question. Get rid of the people who make these silly decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Right. Because all of this is self-inflicted. This does not have to be happening. You know, we stop the Keystone Pipeline. We put in place all kinds of regulatory barriers to impede the production of energy. And we have a lot of energy, liquid natural gas that we could be exporting. We had become energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy. The prices were, were very low. We controlled our own destiny. And what did we do? We stopped it all, which put us into a very vulnerable position. We empowered Vladimir Putin who is a dictator who was just waiting for an opportunity like that. We turned the keys of energy over to him. And, of course, you see the, the result of that. And this is just the beginning unless we start thinking because it's not too late for us to reverse those energy policies. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm not for green energy and renewable energy. I am for it. I think it's a good idea. But the way you get there is you use what you have to get what you want. You don't take what you have, throw it all away, and have to start from the bottom of the pit. 
Uh, but that's what stupid people do. And, and, you know, we've got to be a little bit smarter than that. And uh, then we substitute renewable energy for uh, fossil fuels as it becomes feasible to do so and doesn't create economic hardship for our population. You know, these are not complex concepts. And then, you know, raising the debt and just creating more debt for people. Why would you do that? other than uh, creating a situation where you could call for maybe a different kind of monetary system, a different kind of currency throughout the world, and exercise more control over people. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are truly honored to have hosted Dr. Ben Carson, a best-selling author, former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, and a 2016 presidential candidate on the Republican side, and served as a director of pediatric neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Dr. Carson spearheads the American Cornerstone Institute. We encourage our friends and our listeners to visit their website and learn more about their initiatives, including the Little Patriots program. We want to encourage our listeners to certainly seek out that book that's coming out on May 17, Created Equal, Created Equal, and you can pre-order the book through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other media platforms. Dr. Carson, we are truly honored. Thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable. Natasha and I appreciate your continued leadership and your tireless efforts in championing our shared values thank you thank you for being patriots we love it thank you so much dr carson (laughs) thank you this is america's roundtable from washington dc an initiative of the u.s-based think tank international leaders summit in partnership with lanza broadcasting's two fm radio stations in michigan and the midwest and supertalk mississippi media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the south we thank you for joining us on america's roundtable i'm joe lott and sami your co-host joined by natasha sodorch economist and co-founder of the international leaders summit and the jerusalem leaders summit and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.